What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena with Rob and Griff. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Rob Goldberger. And it is finally the week of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl, I believe it's 56, if I'm correct. Uh, will be five, played. 55, I believe. 55. I think it's 56. I, it's L- no, LVI. It yeah. It is LVI. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot, everybody. <laughs> Uh, so Super Bowl 56 will take place today between the Los Angeles Rams, Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, uh, we've known that for about two weeks now. Um, it's going to be a fantastic game, the end of the NFL season. It's absolutely crazy. We're already here. Um, and, yeah, that's that's really all we're going to talk about today. It's not going to be the longest episode, but we're going to really dive deep into this game and uncover every every little detail about it. So, um I mean, where do, where do we want to begin? I mean, just initial thoughts. Um, I mean, I guess we can kind of talk about both these two teams' seasons real quick before we break down the game. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, what a rebuild they had. Within two years, they're, they're from the first overall pick to the Super Bowl. Just an absolute heck of a job done by the front office, bringing in players like Trey Hendrickson, Mike Hilton's been good for that defense, Jadobia Ouzier, and obviously Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. The drafting has been incredible. I mean, what do you think of the Cincinnati Bengals season and for the future, even even after this game, win or lose, like this team, they really appear to be uh, serious contenders for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, I think the Cincinnati Bengals are also way ahead of schedule, but at the same time, they have to, we talked about it in the past, they have to take this opportunity, man, they really do. Um, but yeah, they, this is a hell of a season from the Bengals. I mean, if, if nothing else, I mean, seeing that, it, it, it seems crazy to think about now, but I think a success for their season at the beginning would have been seeing whether Joe Burrow was the real deal or not. Cause I mean, a lot of questions were left unanswered last year. He had the injury obviously. And of course he, he, he came out and was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. this year. I mean, that would have been enough for the Bengals, but to make a playoff run like this is unbelievable. Um, I do get concerned about one thing for Cincinnati uh, is that, you know, they're known to have some cheap ownership. It's a, it's no surprise. I mean, we know how it is. I don't want them and their fans deserve better, especially having never won a Super Bowl, than to be like, you know, lulled into mediocrity by bad ownership after, like we said, you know, a good run, but a run which they need to capitalize off of. Um, and that Bengals defense has been unreal. Um, Trey Hendrickson, I mean, people can continue to talk about us underrated this, underrated that, but I mean, I think it's time you have to talk about him as one of the true superstar edge rushers in the league. I mean, this guy has been unreal this year. He's 14 sacks in the regular season. He's been a difference maker in the playoffs. I mean, I, I just feel like I'm not really seeing his name mentioned as much as I should be, Griffin. I mean, this guy has been this guy's been great. And obviously, you mentioned him a couple of weeks ago, but Sam Hubbard, you know, rushing the passer uh, on the other side of the ball. I, I think they're a very well-rounded defense. And I think, really, that's what's gotten them there. I mean, Joe was great last week, but he was given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. That defense was amazing. And they have been really for most of the playoff run. Yeah. I mean, that defense has been uh, incredible and they've got a lot of good players. I mean, you mentioned a lot of names, Jesse Bates, obviously probably even the best defensive player you could argue him or Hendrickson. I mean, Trey Hendrickson honestly might've overtaken him. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of really good players on the Cincinnati Bengals team and, I mean, that offense is full of names, obviously. You've got Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. I mean, I'm honestly surprised. I think the reason that this team was kind of underrated coming into the year 
was obviously the defense was kind of thrown together. Like a lot of these pieces came from all over. Um, so you obviously have to gel that together. It, it, you know, it's rare sometimes that a defense right away is just going to click like that. And obviously Joe Burrow, that O-line, I mean, there was a lot of questions from Mar Chase in the preseason, even there was questions. And I mean, everyone's blown blown those questions out of, out of the water. I mean, this is a fantastic team. Joe Burrow, as good as it gets right now in the NFL. Jamar Chase, as good as it gets in the NFL. Uh, I mean, this team, they're going to be scary. But like we've said, I mean, this is the, the perfect opportunity for them to win a Super Bowl because the AFC this year, I mean, they kind of had a more ideal path just with some of the, you know, some, the Ravens were so decimated with injuries. You know, they didn't have to go through both the Chiefs and Bills. They just got to play the Chiefs, which obviously no one's discrediting their their run and their wins at all. But being able to play Vegas first round and then go and play Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill, who a lot of people feel is not that great of a team. You know, they, they had a, a – this is kind of the – it's kind of what happens, I think, for the teams that make the Super Bowl. It's just perfectly aligned. And that's, I think, what really happened here with the Cincinnati Bengals. The stars just aligned for them, and they just had a perfect path into the into to the Super Bowl. And you know, I think this team's can beat any team in the NFL. I think they have weaknesses. I think this isn't a perfect team. This isn't, um, you know, that Tampa Bay Bucks team last year. I think is a near perfect team as what we saw that performance in the Super Bowl. I mean, there weren't many weaknesses on that roster, um, but this team's a it's a heck of a roster, and what a season for them. And I mean, for the Rams, a team that you know. Very different, uh, you know, side of the coin. They've mortgaged their entire future essentially for this season. They've traded all their picks for Matt Stafford, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey over the years. They've got superstar after superstar on that team. And and I think they're under a lot more pressure than the Bengals here to win the Super Bowl by a significant margin. I mean, their whole future essentially comes down to this Super Bowl. I mean, this is, this is, if they don't win this Super Bowl, they, they're, you know, they'll be good next year, but this is a, this is their year. The biggest, this, is their year. Yeah, this is their year. That's, that's the only way to say it really. I mean, I think the thing with the Los Angeles Rams is that, you know, if you're asking the average American, as much as they like Joe Burrow and as much as they like, or even the average NFL fan, I'll say as much as they like Joe Burrow or as much as they like the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, they'd probably wager on the Los Angeles Rams to win this game. I mean, I, I think it really comes as a surprise if, if the Los Angeles Rams lost. I mean, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing considering the, the, the this run that the Bengals are on. But, you know, I mean, like you said, it, it, it's this year a bust for them. I mean, huge pressure on Matthew Stafford to perform today. Um, you know, I, I do have to – I do want to say something, though. I, I'm not really getting myself too hyped up for this Jalen Ramsey-Jamar Chase matchup, unfortunately. Because I, I I just think you know the the, the Bengals will be moving Jamar all over the field and J- Jalen Ramsey's not going to be shadowing. I mean I mean the Bengals were others receivers I think are too talented for that to happen uh, for Jalen Ramsey to just commit to shadowing Jamar Chase. But I don't know, man. It's just uh, the, the the key to this game, obviously for the Rams, as we know, is that defensive line. Uh, the defensive line can wreak havoc and and even do even half of what most of what most people are thinking they're going to do to that Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. It's going to be a disaster for them. Uh, I think the Rams also have a significant coaching advantage in this matchup. I made my feelings about clear about Zach Taylor in the past. I gave him an immense amount of credit, but I think Sean McVay is a much better coach than him. Um, And for me, man, the Rams, I, I know this isn't, you know, the world's best analysis, but 
everything is just sort of breaking for them. I think, I mean, I think, you know, they, they beat the Tom Brady comeback. I think once, once they shook that, they were pretty good. I think, I think for this is, I think the Cincinnati Bengals so far are probably the least difficult opponent they've played. Maybe the Cardinals are, are worse. The Cardinals, the Cardinals, short, the Cardinals. But I, I think beating, I, I think after beating the Niners and beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think, I just don't see the Bengals stopping this team. I really don't. Uh, I, I just don't see Joe Burrow doing enough to be able to stop. I think what's going to be truly an offensive onslaught from the, from the Los Angeles Rams tonight. Um, I think Matthew, I think, you know, Eli Apple is going to be having to cover one of Cooper cup and, and or Odell Beckham. I mean, that that's the reality of the situation. Um, you know, Ouzier, obviously a very good corner and you got Jesse Bates back there in the secondary, but I just don't being, see them being able to stop OBJ and Cooper cup. Uh, I think McVay, sorry. I just think McVay with an actual quarterback is going to be able to get it done this time. Yeah. So essentially you're going Rams there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm a, I'm going a little. Given the prediction a little bit, but it's okay. Um, I mean, the Rams are, are one of those teams that they've been good for a good bit of time. They obviously had that Super Bowl appearance against Tom Brady, but that was with Jared Goff. Now they've got Matthew Stafford, who is a sensational quarterback. Cooper Cup was not playing in that game. He's playing in this game. They've got Odell Beckham. I mean, imagine if this team had Robert Woods still. I mean, just think of how deadly that offense would be with, with Bobby Trees there. Um, I mean, this is going to be a good uh, – I mean, this is just a fantastic team. And, and like you said, the Jalen Ramsey, Jamar Chase, I mean, Jalen Ramsey really isn't like traditionally sh- – I, I feel like we don't really see him shadow too many guys. I mean, they kind of just keep their their defense the same. And, you know, I guess Ram- Ramsey always loves going shadowing D-hop a little bit. I feel like those two kind of always are on each other. But I agree. I think, uh, I think we'll see Jalen Ramsey on T. Higgins and, and Jamar Chase today and maybe even Tyler Boyd from here for, you know, slight slight times or whatnot but um yeah i mean this team is uh i mean it's just full of of talent and i mean even eric weddle man he's played good in these playoffs the guy coming off retirement he was he led the team in tackles last week pretty crazy um he's the uh he is the signal caller for this week actually which is insane i don't think he's calling the plays i believe that's the case i think he's (laughs) i think that's what i think that's the report i read which is one of the most insane reports ever I think to be coming out of retirement before the playoffs and that to be the case. I mean, he, that's, un- that's unreal. And ho- I mean, I don't think he's won a championship. So, I mean, how about that? You just come out of retirement and, and go win a ring potentially. And that'd be huge. But um, I think with that, we can kind of work our way here into giving the full predictions, kind of the thoughts on exactly what's going to happen here. Um, so I'll start since you kind of uh, gave yours a little bit and then you can kind of build off it. I'm going to pick the Rams in this game. Um, I just think they are a nightmare matchup for the Bengals. And I know we said that about the Kansas City Chiefs. And and to be honest, I mean, the Chiefs really had them in the first half. And then I don't know what really happened in the second half. I mean, that was an incredible effort from the Bengals defense. And that's the key for the Cincinnati Bengals. If they want to keep this game close, you got to force turnovers and, and get that offense back on the field for your offense on the field. I mean, you cannot – if the Rams are having consistent offensive success throughout this game and are able to, you know, really get the ball moving and whatnot and not hit a stall like the the Chiefs did, 
this is their game to win. Um, you know, Matt Stafford, he, he, you know, honestly, I, I think Joe Burrow might be honestly more experienced in the bigger games from college. I'll be honest. Like, I think I'd give like the like clutch factor or, uh, or like, you know, championship experience to Burrow in this case, crazy enough. Um, but I mean, he, he's a veteran and he's calm, cool and collected. Neither of these guys will let the moment get to them. And, and that's, what's great about this game. Um, but I think Matt Stafford with Cooper Cup. I mean, I just don't think there's a player on the Bengals who can really guard Cooper Cup um, and Odell Beckham. I, I just don't. I think it's a nightmare matchup. I think we've seen OBJ as much as I, uh, you know, am not a huge fan of him from the Cleveland days. Obviously, and that nightmare that that ended. He's played. He's played great um, with the Rams, and, and he's been huge for them. I mean, that is without him right now. I, I don't think they are in the spot they're in without signing Odell Beckham. Um, I just think offensively, I mean, they can run the football too. I mean, this is just a, it's a real tough matchup for the Bengals and that defense of the Rams. I mean, Aaron Donald and Von Miller, I, I mean, Von Miller, man, I, I, that Von Miller's that 2015 playoff run for Von Miller was, I mean, just incredible. I mean, I remember him getting to Brady and then him getting to Cam Newton. I mean, I mean, it's just a nightmare having those two on the defensive line. Uh, I mean, it, it, this could get really ugly. Like we've said for Joe Burrow, that's the difference. I mean, obviously the Chiefs have Chris Jones, Frank Clark, some pretty good players, but that's just, that's just not Aaron Donald and, and Von Miller and, and some of those other guys. I mean, they have some other good players, I believe, too, on that defensive line. Um, I think they're just going to be too much, and, and their secondary is, is not bad either. I mean, they've got Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, and, and whatnot. So, you know, it's not like Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I mean, those guys are going to have to work really hard, and, and, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see if Burrow can handle it. I've said before last week too, I think Cincinnati, I think it's going to be hard for them too, but if they can find a way to run the football, that would go a huge way to them, you know, being able to find a way to win this game. I just think that's going to be really difficult. I think a lot of things are going to be really difficult for Cincinnati. So I think I'm going to take the Rams. If the Rams are up at halftime too, I know McVay's only lost one of them now, but I mean, that that's, that's the key. I think, I think LA is just too good of a, a, a team for the Bengals right now. Just two perfectly matched up. So I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams as your Super Bowl 56 champions. Oh, I think you're muted. I don't know how that happened. Uh, <laughs> I'll expand on what I said earlier. Um, just a lot of what you said. I think – I just think Aaron Donald and Von Miller are going to be too much for the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. I mean, it, these dudes really are terrible. I hate to say it because, uh, you know, they're Super Bowl – they're starting in the Super Bowl, but – I don't know how. I mean, I really don't. This game, this is just I as big of a mismatch in the trenches as I can remember probably since the last time Bob Miller played in the Super Bowl, and you just mentioned it actually, you know, that 2015 playoff run. But I just think the Rams really are superior at almost every aspect of the field, and I think there can only be a couple argued that are even arguable. I think, I think the Bengals explode. I think this Rams team – is almost about as flawless as you're going to get this late. I, I I think at this point, um, I don't. I think they have very few weaknesses. Um, I, I just don't see the Bengals being able to overcome the the, the, the huge defensive mismatch. Um, and like I said, I, I I don't see anybody on this Bengals team being able to stop Cooper Cup. Nobody's been able to do it all year. He's one of the biggest difference makers in the NFL. He's going to do it again. And like you said, Stafford and Cup, man, I, I know Joe Burrow is obviously he's, – he, he's as cool as it gets, but 
you know, you know, Cup and Cup and Stafford are never phased by anything at all. I mean, Cup had that fumble, came right back out, was dominant the rest of the game. He won the, he basically put them on their on his back. I mean, uh, you know, Cooper Cup, I, I this guy is just unreal. He is so consistent. And like you said, Odell Beckham Jr., man, uh, uh, I'm not, I hate to trash on your Browns right now, but, and I I do give Baker a little more credit because, you know, he was hurt and this and that, but it's looking like uh, uh, the Odell situation wasn't tenable, obviously, but it's just really unfortunate how it all played out in Cleveland. I mean, because we know, you know, it's clear there's still a real player there and, that player is going to get paid a lot this offseason. So wherever he goes, um, I think the Rams really went all in. And I think this was their year. I think a lot of the cards we talking about, we've talked about a lot of the cards flying over the Cincinnati Bengals, but I think that's the case for the Rams too. I think the strongest, comp- I, I, I do think the, that the chiefs and the bills would have been a lot tougher for them. And I know on this podcast, it sounds a lot like, you know, we, we think the Bengals aren't worthy or deserving. You know, that's not the case. I do just think, that the Chiefs and Rams might have been a better, more even matchup. But listen, I I, I just think, it, you know, the Bengals are a very very favorable matchup for the for, for the Rams, you know, in the trenches, like like you've mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to the offensive line. I mean, that's kind of where the difference is. No one is discrediting the you know this Bengals team. I think that you know, I think they they're an incredible team and they're well deserving to be here. They didn't have any you know unlucky I mean I think you know you look at like the Chiefs if they were here and you could look at that coin toss situation in the Buffalo game like the the Bengals overcame that like they have straight yeah. up like completely earned their position they they beat the Chiefs fair and square they they beat every team fair and square and um I mean I I won't count them out of this game and that's what I think is interesting because I think on paper it seems like the Rams are going to dominate but I think this game is going to be actually a very close game just because I the Cincinnati Bengals what I've learned about them is they're never out of the game like they'll come back in a second and and I mean, this this can be very interesting. And and real quick on the uh, the Odell Beckham thing with the Cleveland thing, I think you know part of the reason it really didn't work out there. I think it's just that Cleveland Browns scheme is just not built to have a true number one wideout who can put up like good numbers. It's like kind of weird. I think that team is is just so built on the run, and I think that has to partly do with Baker Mayfield. Like I don't think Baker Mayfield is good enough to really you know be able to use his his weapons like Matthew Stafford is right now. I'll be a hundred percent honest. Like. Baker Mayfield as a franchise quarterback, like I don't really think he's that guy, but next year is the the prove all be all year for him. I mean, there's no excuses next year. You know, he was hurt this year. He has that sure to use, but next year is it's it for him. That's his, his, his future is based on next season. Um, I don't think he's good enough. I think, you know, I think that in the right scheme with the right run scheme that he can lead the team to the playoffs, but, can he beat some of these demons that are forming in the, uh, the AFC The you know, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. I can't believe I just mentioned Josh Allen fourth. That's like disrespectful. Josh mm-hmm. Allen, um, Lamar, I guess. But I mean, I think those four, you know, Lamar is, it's tough to say he was injured too, but I mean, you still got to put him there. I think, I think, those... next year, I think next year is a very interesting year in terms of where Lamar falls to see where we can place him. Cause I think it's unfair to judge him based off this year. Yeah. His team was so injured too. I mean, Ronnie Stanley was out. I mean, he was missing so many pieces, but I, I Baker Mayfield, I just don't think he's good enough to beat any of those guys really. And, and, you know, we'll see, it, it's going to be tough, but 
Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing is though the Cleveland Browns, I mean, now I know we're far from this game, but I mean, talking NFL storylines, like you look at them and the Colts and it's very similar, like a team that is built on the run and really does not have the quarterback or the weapons outside of that to get it done necessarily. They've got an Alito line, both those teams. But I think one thing with the Colts that makes them better than the Browns and why they had more success is like, they're willing to give Jonathan Taylor 30 carries plus a game. Like Nick Chubb, they like the Browns, like I think it's also give that. 10, 15 carries. I mean, it's, I mean, I think it's also the fact that like the Colts, I hate to say it to you, Griff, but I mean, the Colts are more willing to like get rid of media, media. They'll move on for mediocrity. Yeah, so, definitely. I mean, it, it's, I think that's the case. Yeah. I mean, the, the, both the Browns and the Colts are, are very interesting situations and, and two teams that, Definitely did not expect to miss the playoffs this season and very interesting, but I mean, yeah, this game, I mean, what else is there? Uh, is there anything else with this that we really want to talk about? I mean, I'm trying to think of, of some storylines here. I mean, Look, I mean, who do you I, think is the, uh, the biggest X factor? If the Cincinnati Bengals are going to win this game, who's going to be the difference maker? I think, I think, I'm gonna go with a, with a little singing answer. I think Tyler Boyd will be the difference maker if the if Los Angeles or if the Cincinnati Bengals get this done. I think he's a huge piece of that offense, uh, and I think if if the Bengals are gonna win this game, I think everybody on that offense needs needs to get the ball. I think there's gonna be a lot of a, a lot of a lot of quick passing game from the Cincinnati Bengals, and I think Tyler Boyd is one of the better slot receivers in the league. I think he is going to thrive today, and I think he needs to have a huge game. Uh, for the Bengals to win. I think that, you know, it's imperative for the, for all the Cincinnati Bengals weapons to show up today. I mean, they need a, they need a performance very similar to They need a heroic, perfect performance today. They really do from every single player on that offense. Uh, they're, they're overmatched. I, I, I think so. And I'm not counting them out because I really think they could, but they need to put in a perfect performance. They did it last week. Maybe they can do it again. Yeah. I mean, I think Tyler Boyd is a, uh is very interesting. I think it's a, you know, he's one of those guys that I think gets left out of the conversation a lot. Um, probably undeservedly. Um, he's a very good player. Um, I'm going to go with two guys. I'm going to go one on each side. I think on offense for me, um, I have to say Joe Mixon. Um, I think he's just, he's a very good player. And I think is someone that, I mean, he, if he could really get it going today, this is a completely different game than I think what a lot of people expect. I think a lot of people expect, similar to last week, that the Bengals are just going to have a nightmarish time running the football. I think scheme-wise, Cincinnati's going to have to get creative with it in order to run the football. Maybe Jamar Chase is going to have to even on some end-arounds and, and whatnot really you know, run, you know, know, get the ball moving. But this team's going to have to find a way to move the ball. I think Joe Mixon, if he can just average four yards a carry even – I mean, that's a, a, that's a game changer in my mind. If they can, if Joe Mixon can run the ball for 18 to 20 times and average about four yards a carry, this is going to be a very interesting game. Um, and on the defensive side, Sam Hubbard for me is the X factor. I think Sam Hubbard, you know, I think he has a better matchup than a Trey Hendrickson. Trey Hendrickson will be on Andrew Whitworth and Sam Hubbard's really going to be on, uh, you know, that right side, Rob, Rob Havenstein, I believe is the starting right tackle who solid player, but is someone who's, not perfect, I, I'd say. I mean, I don't really know the, the film on Rob Havenstein, but, you know, he's not anything special from what I've heard. So um, Sam Hubbard, I mean, this guy's a great player. He came out of Ohio State, was good there, um, and, you know, has been sensational with the Bengals, to be honest. He's been really good. Um, so I think if he can really get 
pressure on the quarterback, not even, you know, sack Matthew Stafford per se, obviously a few sacks would be good, but I mean, just put pressure on him, make him. And, and that's the thing with Matthew Stafford. If you can really put pressure on him, make him, you know, start to force some throws. We kind of saw that last week with the Niners game, you know, he can, you know, he's susceptible to mistakes. This isn't, you know, a, a perfect quarterback. This isn't, you know, I don't want to say Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes because both those guys kind of had, you know, trouble dealing with pressure and through some interceptions. But, you know, Matthew Stafford is not, you know, some quarterback who's going to escape the pocket and is incredible under pressure. Like, I think he'll – he starts to force throws a little bit when he's really under pressure. So I think Sam Hubbard could be a huge difference maker. I think if this guy can get to the quarterback, that'd be huge as well. So Sam Hubbard and Joe Mixon are my two X factors for the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think this season has been – the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl is certainly not what I expected to see at the end of the season. Um, I'm not sure what I predicted them in my preseason, you know, division rankings. I'm sure it wasn't higher than third. Uh, just a crazy season. Um, I think the 18th game and the 14-team playoff is really interesting – I wonder if the NFL is going to reevaluate that soon. I wonder if it needs to be reevaluated. I mean, I think a lot of the extra games are good. Um, I think it adds a whole new factor, a whole new excitement factor to the regular season. Uh, But certainly 18-game season is really interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, I think the 18-game season is one that I I think if I was choosing between those two and and thinking about those, I like the 18-game season. Or let me say the 17-game season, the 18-week season, rather. That's what we mean. Sorry. but the, uh, I mean, the 14 team playoff, I mean, the seven seed really has just gotten blown out in, in all these years. I mean, it's not been pretty for the seven seed. Um, your birds were the seven seed this year, right? Yeah, not good. Yeah. I mean, uh, we just had, I mean, the bears, I think were the seven seed last year. Yeah. I remember the AFC seven seed was the Steelers. I mean, it's all these kind of teams that really just are getting in and, and that's their season. I mean, that they're not going to do anything. So you know, I, I think I, I think it's better. I, I don't think they're going to change it because I think, you know, it makes them more money, obviously, more teams get in the playoffs, which I think is always a good thing. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think a seven-team, seven-seed is really – it really seems like it's just teams that don't really deserve to be in the playoffs and are just going to get bounced quick by, like, a two-seed, you know. My only issue with that, though, is that I feel like you can make that, that same argument about, you know, the six-seed and the three-seed a lot of the times. Uh, or before even the 16th and 13th. Because, I mean, you know, th- those games weren't particularly close this year either. Well, the 49ers won. The, the, Niners, the Niners. Well, no, the Niners were the five seed, though. Were they? Yeah. Who was the three seed? The Brands were the three seed? Yeah, correct. Okay. The Niners were ahead of the Cardinals, really? Correct. No. Were they not? Dallas was ahead of the Rams, I believe. Are you? I could be totally wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah. San Fran was the sixth. Oh, I'm wrong. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, you know, the five seed got blown out by the four seed. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's always going to be blowouts. I mean, that's inevitable. But I think just the theme is that the, you know, the seven seed, it really is. I mean, it probably depends on the year, though. But, I mean, the difference between, like, the 49ers and the Eagles, per se, and, like, the uh, – who was the sixth seed in the AFC this year? The uh, – who played – um new england even new england and pittsburgh like it, yeah. there's diff- there's pretty big differences between those two teams you know maybe yeah. not new england pittsburgh but big ben i mean he's he was big. <laughs> big ben yeah i mean 
Yeah. I mean, hell of a season, though. I mean, very surprising. Yeah, I mean, it's been an incredible season. Um, We'll be back next week to break down the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we'll be tuned with the NFL offseason. And, uh, you know, as I don't know exactly when, but eventually mock drafts will, will start coming out every once or so. Maybe we'll do one. We'll probably do at least one in the next month as an initial one. Maybe not a full 32 team, but like a half mock draft. But we'll see um, for the first round. And then, obviously, NBA will keep covering. I mean, it gets a little tough to talk about the regular season sometimes, but we'll be, we'll be tuned with that. And MLB, I mean, it's not looking good right now with, uh, I mean, these own the, you know, MLB and MLBPA are really far apart, it seems, which is pretty incredible. I mean, I saw that there was a, for the international bonus pool, I think the MLB went up from like 10 to 15 million and the MLBPA went down from like 105 million to a hundred million. So I'm like, that's, that's just not, there's no progress really being made. Um, very sad times for baseball, I think. I mean, I don't know if you want to jump in real quick, but what a nightmare that it's becoming. Yeah, just not good. I'm starting to get a little worried now. I kind of just assumed that, you know, it was going to get done and all, but I don't yeah. know. I'm definitely, I'm definitely a little worried for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, whenever baseball is back, we'll, we'll talk about it on this podcast. But with that, thank you guys so much for watching this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Um, we appreciate all the support. Um, follow us on Instagram and outside the arena podcast. Our Instagrams will be in the bio per usual. And yeah, with that, enjoy Super Bowl Sunday, and we'll be back next week on Outside the Arena.